Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Good morning. It was your um, it was your wife's birthday this weekend, wasn't it? It was. It was. We were in Savannah for pretty much all weekend long. It was cold, but it was fun. Is that why you look all hungover this morning? Sure. <laughs> Actually, didn't sleep too well. No, that's part of it. Yeah, but um, no, it is what it is. It's also seven o'clock in the morning, as always. So it is early. We're kind of stupid I, for doing this, but it's what yeah. we do. I ran out of coffee too. Like I have the like the auto ship little pods from from Amazon, you know. Uh huh. And I ran out yesterday. My next shipment isn't due until like the middle of this coming week. So I'm drinking an energy drink for oh for breakfast right now. So I'll be all right, but yeah, it's not the same. It doesn't hit like coffee. No, I get that. And uh but at least you have an energy drink, I'll say that. Yeah. You know it's cool though. How was how was uh how was Savannah though? Savannah is one of my favorite cities. So I say it in a way that it was cold because I don't like cold. So it was cold and that sucks it was cold, but I also say it in the sense that I think it like the coldness drove people away because I also enjoy Savannah as well. But Friday night, it was completely dead, man. Now, like, when you say were... cold, was it like 50? Oh, no. I mean, it was in like the 20s at night. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it was cold. Yeah. Like, actually, this morning, actually, even in the morning, we left it noon. The water on the sides of the roads was all ice. Gotcha. Like they were frozen. Okay. So uh, that's fair. So yeah, like it was legitimately cold, but and that's why yeah, I said it. Like it, I think it drove people away from enjoying themselves on River Street. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's a city that you want to be outside a lot. So yeah, right. cold isn't cold isn't ideal. No, no, especially if you want to go to like Wet Willies or Fat Tuesdays, which is yeah. what I wanted to do. Also, not the type of drink that you want to be drinking when it's cold. No. All right. Well, you're back. Good weekend. Uncle Mike's making fun of your your grammar already. Left this morning at noon. Well, we left in the morning, but then we stopped for pastries and coffees and stuff like that. So it ended up being about noon when I saw the ice, if that's what he's referring to. <laughs> but either either way. Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Well, good to Let's have get you on back. with the show. Let's talk Let's a little pirates. Let's do it. So that wraps up our show. That's all that happened this week with the Pirates. <laughs> but no, actually, there was a little bit of something. Um, I mean, we talked about the international signings, right? And most of those were all made official, right? They're in the Dominican Academy this week. You saw the official signings happening, right? It was a big, big event, um, which also countered with graduation with the Academy and such. Um, so Ben Charrington was there. Bob Nutting was there, right? All the All the prospects, all the kids. So... It's pretty cool, but what I want to say is, I guess because Bob Nutting was there, and also some of the beat reporters, right? Like Jay Krause was there, Jason Mackey was there. There's a Jason Mackey got a one-on-one Bob Nutting, Jim. Yeah, we got to hear some comments from Bob Nutting uh, specifically about this offseason, which I think is very noteworthy. 
Uh, yeah, I, I thought there were some pretty good quotes in the article. So, I mean, if you if you haven't read it, definitely, you know, definitely check it out. Um, but, you know, he voiced his displeasure with kind of where they are right now. Um, he mentioned, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into kind of the nitty gritty here, but he, he mentioned, you know, Ben Charrington has the green light to go ahead and spend more money like it's there for him. Um, yes, and he also seems to say like, hey, like expectations this year or that we that we compete. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of the first time we're hearing these things from his his mouth, right? Like we've heard it from Shelton, we've heard it from Sherrington, but um, it's kind of one of those things where y- you don't really know with with the Pirates because they've always kind of lied to us in the past. <laughs> but um, this is at least something that us, you know, fans can kind of look at and say, "Hey, you need to be held accountable to at least what what was your owner saying now, and your owner is expecting this to happen, and if it doesn't happen, then." ultimately it's now on you like we can blame bob nutting all we want like and we will because you know he could always do more right but if he's out here saying <clears throat> that you know ben sherrington's got the resources he has available to him to to make this team better and he just doesn't then at some point it's like you got to close a deal every now and then ben um so we'll there, like I said, still plenty of offseason to go, but that was kind of my vibes from this article and kind of from what Bob was saying here. Um, that hey, I expect to be good this year. I'm giving Ben Sherrington the resources to go out there and get better. I'm not happy with where things are right now. Like that's kind of what I got from it. Absolutely. And I feel like there's a lot of layers to this entire thing here. And I think part of it is just one like, like kind of as you mentioned, but it, it comes to me as like, this is the first time I feel like Bob Nunning had said something like this without the GM on his way out the door. Like the last time I feel like I, I remember comments like this was him being frustrated about, you know, players going elsewhere and getting better. And it's got to stop. And then, you know, Huntington mm-hmm. was canned and in comes Ben Charrington. So like, while the GM and like this, front office group is like intact and in the midst of everything him coming out and not simply just saying the, well, things are going great. Like things are going as, as planned and, you know, yeah, you know, I could see the frustration, but like we feel good about ourselves. We're in a good spot. That's what I would expect Bob Nutting to say. The fact that he came out and said, it's a bit frustrating. No, we're not where we want to be. And yes, there are expectations. And and it's not totally saying like he's throwing him under the bus, but like he is saying like Ben Charrington has the resources. Now, what I'll say is Bucko Mike does state he thinks it's false. It very yeah. well could be. But what I'll tell you is he's letting everyone know that it's not. And that's what I'm getting alluding here too. Like he that essentially throws the GM under the bus. He is letting everyone aware that the resources are here. So if Ben doesn't do it, it's not my fault. Yeah, it's certainly a way of like putting the pressure on on Ben. And I don't know if he meant to do that or or how he, you know, originally what his goal was from this, but um yeah. It's on Ben like right now. And just some quotes from him here. He says, "Quote, I wish we were further along in this offseason than we are. 
I've seen how hard Ben has pushed. I've seen how close we've gotten to some deals, but we're only halfway through. I think there's still time. There's still a lot of work to be done. I think Ben understands the expectations. So like he he kind of puts it on Ben's shoulders here to to make this team better. And he says, you know, I'm I wish we were further along than we are right now. Um, he also says he expects contention throughout the season, which is a quote that's kind of, yeah, you know, I don't want to just contend throughout the season. I want to contend at the end of the season, right? Um, right. But, uh, and then he goes on to say here about the payroll. He says, Ben has room to make moves that we need to make. You can take that for however you want to take that. Um, I don't know if there was a follow-up question there. and He didn't expand upon it, but... Ben has room to make moves that we need to make. That leads me to believe that we're not necessarily at our threshold when it comes to uh, when it comes to payroll. Who knows what that threshold is? I'm sure there's a threshold. There, there's got to be something, some set number. Like you can't go over this. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, it's not but, 300 million. I'll tell right, you that much. <laughs> right. Um, but as of right now, I mean, he's basically saying there we have we are not at that threshold. He has room to make rent, make deals, and he's expecting him to make those deals. That's, I think, to me, the biggest takeaway from all of this. Um, words are words, right? Actions are actions. Those are certainly difference differences, and you know, we're, you can say whatever you want, but until you do what you're saying. It doesn't really matter, right? And like I get that. Right. That's why, like, the actions have always shown us what the comments are kind of telling us right now. He's full of smoke, right? Yep. These are just words. I don't believe a word he's saying. Well, his actions has led everyone to believe that. And I, I can respect that. I can't fault you guys for thinking that, right? But what I'll say is by saying these words right now, again, it's kind of putting his current GM, who also in here, he says he's doing a fantastic job. Like he's also not saying like he could do better. He f- gives him full support and says Ben Charrington has done a great job. Like the 14 game improvement from last year was tremendous. You know, like, like again, we can think differently on that, but his point of view, this is tremendous. Like he is backing Ben Charrington, yeah. but what he isn't doing is excusing this year, right? By the, the choice of his words, he is not excusing this year. He's giving some accountability here, which again is something that I've just never really seen from Bob Nutting. And I, I could misremember, right? Maybe this has happened in the past. And I'm not truly remembering it, but I don't remember a time where, where Bob Nutting has more or less done so with like a sitting GM. It's more or less just been, this is great. We're doing fine. This puts pressure on, on Ben. Mm-hmm. And um, again, this isn't again to like to be the apologist, but he has said before that those stuff has frustrated, like these things have frustrated him, and he's learned and and whatnot, right? Like he wants to do things differently going forward. We haven't seen it yet, but he said those things, and these words today also kind of reflect on that. Yeah, uh, I think he even he even alluded to. He doesn't want to give up the farm. He doesn't want to see former pitchers thrive elsewhere. That was that was another quote here. Um, Again, yeah, like he's he's alluding to kind of the, the, the those are the reasons why Neil Huntington and his staff got 
got canned, right? It wasn't necessarily that the Pirates took a step back at the major league level. I think it had more to do with, um, you know, just player development standpoint. You had all these guys, and then they immediately started performing better once they left the Pirates, right? That was, I think, what frustrated him the most. Um, and and I guess we haven't really seen that as much with Charrington. Like, I feel like the guys that he's traded for the most part haven't like done better of other places. You can say, you know, Robert Stevenson is a big exception there. Um, but at Play the end homes. of the day, like, yeah, like, Robert Stevenson, but like, right. And, and like, those are relief pitchers, right? It's they're, they're volatile anyways, uh, you know, one tweak and they're all of a sudden good for a couple of years and then they go back to being bad. That's just kind of how relievers are. Um, you know, Clay Holmes this past year wasn't, great by any means but you know it wasn't he he was better than he was yeah 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 um but i think that's your point though, Jim, of, i just want to make this clear yeah. too like to your point yeah. though just kind of like there is instances but like it's not garrett cole right he's not giving up a future now, more, and it, winner for, right 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 whereas with with huntington we saw that quite often where he he'd give up on a pitcher he'd trade a pitcher then immediately you know they they get better um so yeah, we haven't had any egregious trades like that. I feel like you know under the the Charrington era, um, but yeah, I mean he it, he's now saying it's it's time to go, right? It's time to go. The dog's saying the same thing. <laughs> yep. My wife just got home from her spin class, so they hear her coming up the driveway. Bucko they Mike have been read up a whole letter right now. They have been fed, Bucko Mike. <laughs> But yes, um, again, like going back to the comments, I felt, again, I have the preferences every single time because we know who the, the fan base we're talking to. The words are much different. And to me, that is meaningful. And why it's meaningful is it's putting it directly on Ben's shoulders. It's not excusing anybody. It's not, hey, we just missed out. It's okay. It's we intend to. And he has all the resources to do it. So without saying what you need to say, he better do it. Yeah. I think that, like I said, that was kind of what I took. And then I said, this all comes with the caveat that it's from Bob Nutting, right? And yes, we've been dealing with him for 20 years. We know what he says and we know what he does, right? Um, at the end of the day, they should have some money to spend, like just based off of bottoming out this payroll for the last few years. And he's at least telling us that he's got room in this budget to make moves. And I, 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 I have to believe that part. Like, I can't imagine that this team has like a set budget of seventy million dollars this year. Like, attendance mm-hmm. went up last year, so with that, like, it just I, you would expect payroll to go up just from that. Um, and again, just from the fact that they bottomed out, like, there's got to be money to be spent this year. Um, and, and the fact that they've been in on some of these other free agents, right? Like if they were in on Imanaga and they were in on Rodriguez, that means they're, they're offering deals out there that would push that payroll up to the 75, $80 million range. Right. Right. Um, right. They just obviously haven't been able to close the deal yet. Yeah. And that's like another thing too. God, Jim, it's, it's so difficult to like relay this, right? But when you're hearing rumors that they have been offering these type of pitchers and they have been at least some type of a competitive offer, I don't need to go down the path that, oh, we just missed out. But that, that's also kind of showing that if they were 
there is potential that there is room for this payroll to increase by. Again, how much? Right. That's to be left to desire, but kind of tells me too that there is some and they're at least attempting to try. But that also goes down the whole other problem of what's transpiring this offseason. But at any rate, yes. So there was another part of this article, and this was more of a uh, this was more of a Jason Mackey opinion piece that he mm-hmm. kind of plugged in there um, that also caught some ire, I think, of, of Pirates fans. So sure, you know, we 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 like Jason, friend of the show. We've had him on a couple times. Great guy. Um, he said a few things this offseason that have gotten some fans a little a little cranky. I think, um, and and in this article in particular. He uh, he says the Pirates were linked to Sean Manaya, but he ultimately signed a two-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal. They were also a finalist on Yariel Rodriguez. Um, some of the prices for mid-tier starting pitching have objectively been nuts. Yeah, objectively been nuts. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Do you want to know my my thoughts on this? Yeah, let's get let's get your thoughts. Uh, have, have the have the have the prices for starting pitching been objectively nuts? Some some internal issues with uh with our group chat. I went on board and said, like honestly, I think this is where I feel Pirates fans a lot of them are kind of warped in this sense, right? Where if you do bring objectivity into into matters, right? Because of what the pirates have done, you get bashed for it, if that makes sense. And like, it's happened to, to me, I'm sure even like you, and trust me, like we say our pieces on Ben Charrington and Bob Dunning, whatever, right? I get bashed for being positive on Twitter, but I also get bashed every time I'm negative. So it's like, no matter what I say, I get bashed by by, by some segment of the fan base. Yeah. And again, like that happens, right? So I, I feel like, you can be objective, and I think it's a good way of putting it. Maybe nuts isn't the like the right word, but I think certainly starting pitching has been paid out a lot higher than most anticipated. And why? Because for just comments like I keep saying, well, if this is what the market is now, you're going to have to pay it. Like That's what it's worth. So you either miss out on it or you pony up and pay it, right? We don't have to say those type of things if the market's not higher than what you anticipated, right? So, like, mm-hmm. objectively thinking, yeah, like, the starting pitching is costing more than I think most anticipated to be. But it doesn't right. mean and doesn't say that you know, the Pirates should excuse now from making any deals because of it. And I don't think Jason was truly saying that. But but also, again, you can say, like, they need to make moves. They haven't done any moves. And there's clearly payroll to be used on because, Bob, you're telling me there is. But at the same time, it has been a little crazy. And I think that's why he like used it to transition to when they talked about the trade market. But yes, I do think that it is a little bit more than what most anticipated. But again, you just have to pay it because that's what the rate is. Yeah, I don't... I'm going to probably... And this might be nitpicky. There have been some free agency deals, I think, that have exceeded my expectations. But then there's been others that were lower than than what I expected. So, uh, like the Imanaga like deal Stroman. was Imanaga less than what I thought. Stroman less than what I thought. Um, 
uh, Yariel Rodriguez, the guy who just signed with the Blue Jays that the Pirates were in on. Again, less than what I would have originally thought that that deal would have been. Uh, now, on the flip side, there have been some deals that have gone over, right? Mackie mentions Sean Manaya, Nick Martinez is another one that's probably higher than I would have expected. Uh, Seth Lugo getting three year, de- you know, three year deal, probably a little bit more than I would have thought to. Um, but for the most part, I don't think it's been like any sort of a crazy off season. I, I, I think at the end of the day, we as fans just aren't used to seeing starting pitchers. Not like we're used to the one year, eight million dollar deal, right? Like that's kind of what we've been doing to fill in these gaps in the rotation the past few years, and. That's just not what serious teams do, you know, for for like everybody like they you you have to go out there. And if you want a half decent starter, you have to pay for them. Right. Um, so I think that's just kind of where we're at. Objectively, I don't think prices are, are nuts. I think this is just the cost of starting pitching now. Um, now, on the flip side. I think there's some teams that maybe performed a little bit better in free agency than others. And, and this was something that Connor Williams, you know, mentioned a few times on Twitter, but like the Cardinals, man, I think when the Cardinals first made that like flurry of moves, they, they signed three starting pitchers in a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of pirates fans were like, Oh, that's too much for Lance Lynn. Uh, I, I wouldn't have gone, you know, 13 million for Kyle Gibson, I would have only done 12, right? Like those, those deals now, like the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals performed really well. Getting those guys knocked out early, right? Because you're seeing now, like what, like Kyle Gibson, 13 million. I think that's on like a low end of what you'd expect. Like Kyle Gibson is no, great pitcher but like you're gonna get 190 innings out of kyle gibson right they might not be the best innings but they'll be major league quality innings and to get him for 13 million dollars while sean Manaya, who you really have no idea what to expect is going to be getting 28 million over the next two years right like that's that's a great like Like he doesn't really hold up or like Jack Flaherty got $14 million, right? Like Jack Flaherty got more money than Kyle Gibson. And I don't know how that happened. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, they 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 knocked out that starting pitching early. They got Sonny Gray locked up early. Jordan Hicks got a four-year deal, $44 million. Yeah, like some of these, some of these <laughs> deals where... Imagine the Cardinals looking at that too. Yeah. Um, and, and like you can say what you want about Lance Lynn, but again, like at, at $11 million just kind of seems reasonable. Like Tyler Maley got a two year, $22 million deal, right? He's making what Lance Lynn is making. Um, Frankie Montes got one year, 16 million. You know, so it's like, I think the Cardinals did a hell of a job just kind of knocking everything out early. They kind of signed those first few off the board said, Hey, don't, don't like, you got a spot with us. Here's your money. Um, and, and, and now, you know, they, they filled out their rotation. And I think, you know, from the from the previews and projections that I saw, the Cardinals have like a top 10 rotation now. And that was a huge need for them coming into the offseason. And they, they addressed it. Yes. Yes. I mean, hey, I think we took a lot of flack for saying how we liked what the Cardinals did early on. Also, by the way. But um, 
Yeah, I think you kind of hit the head there. But I think at the same time too, Jim, like it's funny because, you know, there were people looking at those deals saying like, oh my God, I can't pay that much for those guys. And now they're looking like the bargains on the free agent market right now. So again, like I think objectively thinking, right? Like I do think it's higher than most anticipated. Again, nuts maybe overboard, but it's certainly more than I think most were paying for. And that's why you're looking early on saying, well, we're not going to pay that much for him. We're not going to pay that much for him. But at the end of the day, now they're all gone and there's nobody left to pay for. So it's like you missed out on all of them because that's just what the rate was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, I, I I really liked what the Cardinals did. They hit it early, filling out the rotation. They had innings. There's some upside in Lance Lynn, I feel like, and Kyle Gibson, right? And then they went out and said, we're getting Sonny Gray to cap it all off. And he takes that home. That, that discount because he wants to be a Cardinal because when you do things right, people want to go to you. So they'll even take less money instead of spurning you for even more money. So Cardinals, like they did very well. They did very well. Yeah. I mean, they're looking like the team to be in the division, which, uh, you know, you, we, the Pirates finally finished above them, I think for the first time since 1997 this past year. Yeah. Um, but the, the Cardinals got a lot better. I expect they're I, I expect the Cardinals to not be a last place team this year. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. To say they're the team to beat though, I still there's don't know. A, I mean that that's again though, that's just more the nature of the, the NL division. Central. There's yeah. just no team that stands out and says you're the team to beat. It's all just well, it could, but they also couldn't. So just do the things to make you say they can't. That's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, real quick, just wanted to do a uh, a, a quick uh, read from our sponsor here. Today's show is sponsored by Chris Gates Fitness. Chris is a friend of the show, and he's an online fitness coach from Pittsburgh. In addition to being a massive Pittsburgh sports fan, he works with people all over town and all over the world to build muscle, burn fat, and improve their health and fitness. Uh, in fact, Chris and I have been working together, uh, and I've been able to make a pretty impressive transformation. Um, you know, lost 40 pounds over the last year, already losing a few this year, so kind of excited about that. If you're interested in jump-starting your fitness journey, make sure you're on Chris's mailing list. When you sign up, you'll get a free 21-day training program, a free guide to sustainable dieting, and a free high-protein, low-calorie tailgating cookbook. With those freebies, you'll be able to figure out the best and most sustainable way to manage your diet and exercise plan. Visit chrisgatesfitness.com newsletter to sign up. Chris also sends out free content every single week to his mailing list, whether it be new articles, YouTube videos, podcast episodes, and more. Again, that's chrisgatesfitness.com newsletter to sign up um yeah but i agree with you on the book yet no nah, i haven't done anything on the tailgate cookbook yet but you know what i will say you know what i will say so remember a few years ago you all uh you all trashed me about my my air fryer i know where this is going yes um because you don't clean it so ever. so i i cleaned out the air fryer and i made uh pierogies in it a couple of days ago and they were delicious. Very good. So pierogies in the air fryer. A plus. You heard it from here first. Straight from Jim's mouth. <laughs> if you haven't done it, pierogies in the air fryer. Just go yeah, ahead and clean they were it good. first. Yeah, just clean it and then put your pierogies in there. Yeah, good stuff. 
good, good stuff. Back to the Pirates. Back to the Pirates. So yeah, again, like I mean, my my overall take on this is as is mentioned. Like I, I did like hearing it. This is the first time I felt like I've heard anything that gives anyone accountability. And um, at the end of the day, like it, it's on Ben Charrington now. You know, like at the end of this year, there is actual standards for failure to some level yep. of degree, right? Some level of degree. And uh, that's like for the fan base, I think, good to know. I, I agree. Um, the, the, the previous four years, Bob Nutting really never laid out any sort of expectations, right? Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, now now he's saying like, here's what I expect. He's got what he needs to do it. I'm not happy with how it's gone so far, but I believe in him and he knows the expectations, right? So it was definitely like, like to me, it was basically saying, go and do it, Ben. If you don't, it's your fault, right? Your, your fault, not mine. Your fault. Yep. Um, I, I don't say he's going to be fired or anything. Yeah. But. Yeah. I will say, I will say that. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that could happen this year outside maybe just like a, a, a complete collapse. Like if this team goes out and loses 9,500 games, something like that, maybe like he's, his job is in jeopardy. But if this team just performs to expectations, which I think they're around a 75 ish win team, like if they're, if they're within that, you know, five, give or take five games from there, I don't think Ben's job is any sort of jeopardy. I don't. No, I don't. And again, like I think this this backs him up very finely. Right? He's very happy with Ben, what he's doing, what his organization is doing. But there is just that little bit of accountability. And again, like for a fan base that always aspires to have some transparency, I think this this adds again just a little touch of it, but a little bit of it, right? Again, yeah. like you they've come out and said, like for the first time, like we never heard the word rebuild, right? Um, but they've come out and said like 84 is the number they want to reach. It's not just like we want to be in contention because you can make that whatever you want it to be, right? Contend to what? Contend to be a winning team, contend, you know what I mean? Like, or compete, you know, such like they've said like 84 wins, like you have a number, you know, and now you've been told that there's some room in the payroll. You know, you've been told that we want to do this and we want to, you know, like, like you have a little bit of transparency here. You have an idea that this is the focus. This is the goal. It's at, like definitively that's strong. <laughs> right. Right. Um, there's some level of desire to compete this year. Uh, so again, coming from Bob Nutting, I think it's a big, it's a big thing. Yeah. And it just sucks that that's a big thing for this organization and Bob Nutting. Like this little nugget is huge and monumental that he's saying it. Yeah. I also feel like, and this kind of going back to just the, the whole. There was a lot of propaganda. I think this past week, based around the Dominican facility, um, yeah. you know, they did their they did their graduation ceremony, they did their signing class ceremony, they did all this stuff. They they toured the facility, talked about how great it was, all the stuff that they've been doing. I kind of feel like this whole storyline is all stemmed from the top five spenders and player development comments. Like they were probably like, you know what? We need to back this up a little bit because otherwise it's going to look like 
we're, we're just really, really bad at our job. So they were like, let's send, let's fly some people down to the Dominican Republic and show them our fancy complex. You, you know, it's funny. My mind didn't go that route, right? That's, that's immediately where, but, where mine went. Well, but what I will say is I was kind of intrigued because I've never seen this cover the way it has been. Never, ever, never. Right. Like it, it was kind of weird that again, like Jason Mackey was there. Jay Krause was there. We have some stories on it, right? Yeah. They had reporters fly down. Yeah. They, they were like, they enticed them with one-on-one -on -one exclusive interviews to do it. Right. I, I didn't think about the whole, you know, we're top spenders and this and that. And like, here, let's prove it. Because like that kind of backfired a little bit. So, so maybe there was some of that. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. But uh, I think that's, again, though, I think it, that's it was kind of intriguing that yeah. this was covered the way it was this year. Yeah. I mean, they always do these things. They always actually, I don't remember like the whole international signing class ceremonies really being being done but I, I know about the graduation ceremonies and so they had that because they have like their they have like a full-on school basically mm -hmm. at this place right i mean they're signing these kids at 16 so you still have to educate them um so they they have that but yeah that was <laughs> nothing flew spirit spirit <laughs> airlines um i joked a little bit too i was like well they're not gonna get anything done because he's not playing paying for international plans on cell phones right so, um but yeah i i have a feeling like I, I, I'm curious on when this whole we'll have to get with Jason and see like, hey, when did when did they approach you about this? Was it before or after Pirates Fest? I'd like to. Yeah, I'd actually it was like precisely to know that. at 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know if it was like, was this like immediately after the fan Q and A that they were yeah. like, hey, we need you to come down to the Dominican Republic. But before Jason, but before you leave, yeah, come here, we got something to ask you. <laughs> Are you going to be free this weekend coming up? Yeah. on the yeah. Uh, the twentieth. Yeah. At any rate, though, um, I mean, it is a fantastic facility. I mean, that's like hands down. We've we've heard about all the money invested, right, Jim? I mean, that fifty million dollars of Bam Tech was reinvested into there. I mean, right? top Not five spenders in all of baseball, yeah. So it should be, uh, but yeah, I mean, like it is cool what they're doing down there. But as like we discussed and pointed out on NS9 Live this past week, let's also maybe like see some results on the, the major league roster from it. Right. Let's, let's, well, let's I think it's worthiness. And like the other, like educating these kids is important. And like, yes, I mean, these are 16 year olds from a third world country and they are bringing them in. They're giving them a decent amount of money. They're, they're giving them an education. So like, it's a, it's a good thing that they're doing down here. But like, at the end of the day, you are a baseball team and yeah, like making these guys like good men is important, but at the end of the day, like your job is to make these guys good baseball players. And they haven't succeeded at that job in the last decade. Right. So like these kids that graduated, fantastic job. Gave them through their journey mm -hmm. through last week. Now, now <laughs> focus on their baseball careers. But I don't want to dismiss like the first part, right? Like through their age yeah. 18, what they're doing with these kids. Again, like this is a fantastic facility that they're learning in, getting an education in, like great stuff. Don't want to like take away from that, like great stuff. But once they're 18, 
and playing baseball for you. Also, remember those kids in tournament to remember that baseball team you have too. Yeah. Anyways. I don't have much else on the international complex. No. Same. Um, and again, like with Pirates News, there wasn't a whole lot much more to talk either. But this, uh, I felt like this article was good timing because there probably wouldn't be a whole lot at all to talk about today. So with this coming out, there was definitely some some things to talk and discuss. And um, yeah, hey, like with that said too, like we're under and also I guess official February fourteenth pitchers and catchers for Pirates. So we are well on about three weeks away. Yeah, so everybody gets to uh, watch the Super Bowl, and then pretty much right after that, head down to Florida, get to work. That's right. See some T Swift. And Ursher, maybe halftime show, and maybe. then uh, go down. I'm curious on, um, yeah, I feel like the NFL, NFL in the the script definitely has Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. You got to imagine. Script. <laughs> they didn't need to ask for the halftime show. She was just going to yeah. be there like, in attendance, right? I mean, the Super Bowl already gets a ridiculous amount of viewers, but like you add Taylor Swift to the mix. It's going to be the most watched single show in the history of the world. Okay. (laughs) Now I know it's time to go. Let's get out of here then. Time to go. All right, guys. Well, as always, thank you for watching. We will be back, of course, this week with another NS9 Live and more. So stay tuned. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. See you all. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.